0: Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, April 29th, and we are back after a few weeks off. We are coming off some of the craziest weeks in NFTs, maybe of all time. And this weekend has the makings to be the single biggest event and sale that we've ever seen. We got a huge announcement preview last night from the other side that's changed the game, and I've got Brett Ritchie on with me here today to break it all down. Brett, how you doing?
1: doing great. Let's get into it. Big weekend.
0: Awesome. So on the docket for today, we're going to start with everything other side. This huge sale on Saturday. We're going to talk about last night's announcement and all of its impacts. We're going to take a look at ApeCoin and the price action. Talk primary market predictions as well as secondary market predictions. Walk through the bull case and the bear case for the NFT. And then the broader NFT market impact. <clears throat> From there, we're going to talk ENS mania what's been going on and what is next, or if this is just a big bubble. We're going to talk Artifact, their monolith reveal, their new kicks, and the evolution news. Then we're going to take a look at the weekly market movers with the focus on Ragnarok. We're going to take a look at the floors on WGMI, and then end the show with a few minutes, taking a look at some upcoming drops. Sound good? Let's do it. All right, let's get into it. So top story, we've been prepping for weeks for Yuga, uh, Yuga Labs' The Other Side sale, which we knew uh, is going to be t- tomorrow, Saturday. But we got a big groundbreaking announcement last night from their Twitter. So we're gonna show it and then break it all down. So uh, last night, 837 Central, Dutch auctions are actually bullshit. So other deeds will be sold for a flat price of 305 ApeCoin. Um, they also said that they heard from the community They want more time for ApeCoin pre-approvals, which I don't really understand, Um, but they moved. They're using that as an excuse to move the time of the sale back 12 hours. Uh, So now the sale will be 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, where it was previously going to be noon. So a pretty big time shift there as well. And then they posted um, uh, an article kind of explaining their thoughts here that went into this. why they went off the Dutch auction. I think there's going to be huge demand. So what they're essentially doing is running this in waves. Um, and they outlined how they're going to do it. So it's always going to be 305 coin per NFT. We got news on the total supply. The total supply is going to be 55,000. Um, and they're going to set it at a limit of two NFTs per wallet for essentially the first wave. Um, And then they have an example down here where it says wave one meant up to two. Once gas returns reasonable levels, they'll open it up to wave two where you can mint up to an additional four, so on and so forth. Um, So two huge pieces of news in this announcement, one, or really three. So one, now we've got the price 305. We know the new, the supply is 55,000, a little bit to unpack there. Um, and then the biggest news is the wallet limit and these potential waves. So first, Brett, what was your reactions to, to all this news here in this announcement?
1: So I, I think it's a great announcement. I think they did a good job. The only people upset um, are like the, the big whales mm-hmm. um, you know, or potentially people who think the price is too high. But the people that were fine, there were some rumors that you could do up to 45. People that wanted to like fire a ton of gas and try and get 45 at the Dutch auction right away. Those are the only people upset. I think this is a very fair um, metric that, that gives everyone a shot. Like pretty much everyone's going to get two. Uh, no, anyone who wants two is going to get two. I think if you look at the wallets, which I, which is great. Um, and then and you don't have to worry about oh well if it started at five hundred right and then the whales they might have just bought it out because I think that still is a good buy honestly where I think secondary is going. Um, so and then now I think there's a decent shot of getting four also. And, you know, some people are just going to get one, but I think it's fair because it lets uh, basically everyone can get what they want. And then the max is going to be pretty distributed. You're not going to have people again with 45 that just buy the sale out right away. So I think it's great.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely on the distribution piece. This seems to be one of the most fair ways they could do it. Um, So I want to show the price action. Uh, we're, We're taking a look at the one hour chart here. Um, so ahead of this announcement, there was just crazy run up in the coin. It ran all the way up to like 27. I think it may have touched 28. I think potentially some, some short squeezing going on in there. Um, it, it bounced back down to like 24, 25. And then the announcement came out and, it, and we see this huge red candle basically dropped down to 21. And it's been, it kind of chopped overnight, but now it's been steadily increasing. Um, and my read on that, is yesterday, all the whales who had more, had accumulated a ton of ETH to max fire at this, potentially sold off their extra as all the hype and speculation last night was with this new rules, everyone's only gonna get two. Um, Most of the people sold off and then it's been kind of steady buying here today. So I'm curious for your reactions to the coin price here. Are you surprised it's up today from kind of where it bottomed yesterday? I, th-
1: I thought it would drop more. So I sold, I had Ape ready for the sale. I sold it in sort of you know panic sell right at that announcement because I'm like, well, I think people are only gonna need enough for two plots of land. Um so I sold, I was like, I'll buy, I think I'll buy back cheaper. Um and then this morning, actually last night I saw it was still like over 21, 22, which I was like, you know, that I thought it, I thought it might hit 16 or something again or 19. And so that was almost like, I almost just bought it back before I went to bed because I didn't want it to run on me overnight. And then I woke up, uh, we're in our discord chat. I saw, I saw people uh, showing like how many wallets had enough ape or whatever. And like, seems likely we're going to get a wave two and maybe even a wave three. Uh, So I bought, I basically just bought, put the ETH I had back into ape, um, right before we did this show. So I lost a little, I think I sold like 2150 and bought it 2250 maybe. So I'm not a trader, right? That's why I'm usually right. if I try and get too fancy, you know, it's, it's a small small haircut, but, you know, it's not nothing. But that was my own uh, fault pretty much.
0: No, I, I did pretty similar. I, I sold some on the news yesterday because I had acquired a decent-sized position. And, I, and, I, and the, what everyone was saying is now, you know, we're only going to get to round one. But you alluded to this. There's some interesting KYC data circulating around, and it's not confirmed. But what it's showing us is there aren't nearly as many KYC wallets out there that people think there are. And of those that are KYC, a lot of them, the majority, don't really have that much ape. And, you know, if you go back to the announcement, I I keep coming back to this, too. It's very telling to me that they put such a focus on these waves. I don't think you go – would have introduced this wave structure if they thought it was going to sell out in wave one, at least to me. So I feel like there's high probability we're getting to wave two. And I think there's a good shot. We actually go beyond that.
1: Um, Yeah. My, so my plan is to have enough ape for two waves along with a plan for if there is a wave three Mm -hmm. to move into more ape uh, like after wave two, because I don't want to just, I do think that price very well could go down after that. I don't want to just be holding a ton of Ape. I don't really mind it because you guys are going to be locking it up. Like I think buying like after the sale Ape is an interesting play too. Again, I'm not a trader. So I'm like, if I think I have a decent shot at getting two waves worth, I'm going to do that and then have that plan in place for the third wave if necessary.
0: Yeah. There's some, there's some interesting mechanics in all this because you know, in a gas war situation, you're probably not going to be able to really do an E for Ape swap very well and, and, and use it effectively in the time window. But with what they're doing here with, as soon as gas returns to reasonable levels, you know, it seems like, Hey, like, are we going to get 15 minute waves? Are these going to be 30 yeah. minute waves? I think there's a
1: window. That's my guess yeah. is I'll be after wave two. If I'm, if there's still not that, if there's still a bunch out, I'll be able to swap into more ape. um, if, if need be. But I, if not, whatever, it's not the end of the world if I'm only getting the two waves worth. To me, this is a, a beautiful scenario.
0: Yeah, it's, agree. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. So pri, primary, we've kind of talked through our predictions here. We think it could very well get to the second or third wave. Of course, it's going to sell out. Um, what are your initial thoughts for secondary? You know, We've seen predictions 2x, 3x, 10x already. Um, so kind of where are you landing with kind of expectations and what it might take to, to get there on secondary?
1: I mean, it is a big supply, right? It's going to be 100,000 plots, maybe only 85,000. I don't know what they're doing with that 15 they're holding back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm still quite bullish, right? The price that we're paying in Ape right now is about the price for a Decentraland plot, which is 100,000 units. It's 2.4 East floor. You know i will be shocked if this isn't uh at least double that like i really think it's going to be over five ETH floor pre-reveal because you have a chance at a coda which is their next 10k set um you have a chance at rare land like that that's the floor price for decentraland and to me yuga labs um i know they've has been around forever but yuga is really the hottest brand in the space and as we saw with moonbirds There's all this money sitting on the sidelines waiting to fire into good projects, quality projects, like whatever that entails. Moonbirds obviously passed that check for a lot of people. There's nobody more quality than Yuga Labs in the entire space, at least in terms of sentiment from how the space feels. So I think there's a ton of money sitting on the sideline. There's a bunch of people that, uh, got shut out of the KYC. Like we know multiple, you know, pretty decent sized whales that got shut out and are looking to get land. Uh, and that's just like our small little group. Like there's other, you know, way richer, way bigger uh, people out there, institutions. And I, and like, I don't really care about supply. Like if you're looking at market cap, I think that this space really is a more unit price driven space. It's by far the cheapest entry into Yuga for now. I think it might flip dogs even in a, in a real upside scenario. Um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's the double, if not, if not, you know, with upside for more. Yeah,
0: no, I, I'm with you. I, I think we're actually almost entirely aligned on everything that you laid out there. So I think the bull case is th- this absolutely will require outside money coming in, like the the, the money if, in our. I clothes, my
1: life against like ten cents. There's a bunch of outside money coming in.
0: I agree. So if that if that domino falls, if that Expect if that assumption holds true, then I think this will absolutely be a, a bullish secondary market. And what I mean, defining bullish there as anyone who mints has upside, um, it would be pretty shocking that the secondary market goes below the mint value if there's any amount.
1: Uh, I would be very, I, I think I'd lay 20 to one against that.
0: I think the the bear case, and you touched on this, the 100 case applies a lot, right? We haven't really seen. This hyped of a drop with this large of a supply. So you know, Moonbirds did fifty thousand ETH in its first twenty-four hours. That set the daily record. That only fifty thousand ETH is only ten thousand plots selling at five ETH, right? So a lot of this is going to depend on what amount of supply is listed. You know, if it does indeed get botted in some capacity if people are looking for 20 to 40% gains or people are kind of holding out for more and, you know, how that secondary market really gets set. So the, and then the other piece is how the reveal is handled. So if, yeah. if it's unrevealed and there's a CODA shot, I think that will set the market. It'll That's move the market what I'm banking on
1: with my prediction is there's like a period of pre-reveal trading where you can get an unrevealed, you know, you still have that shot at the CODA. If it's the straight up floor piece, then, then I, then I don't think it's necessarily going to be five ETH or higher. Um, you know, I think that could settle at three or something. But I still think it's going to be higher than Decentraland or Sandbox. They're both hundred K sets. About, and and I, I, do think that even though Yuga is brand new and they, those guys have built stuff, they're going to, for now at least, they're going to beat them in floor price. I
0: think another. I totally agree. I think another couple of bullish indicators. Board Apes are at one fifty two. That they didn't yeah. sell. They didn't sell off. People looking to, to go ham on, on land. In fact, pe- money is flowing in. Mutants are back over 40. They're at like 41 this morning. Um, that's a great indicator to me. I do not see them crashing. I think personally, I don't see the eight coin crashing after the sale yeah. either. Uh, you know, most of the people who've been buying it for the NFTs, that 10 to 15% of supply is going to get locked up. Um, I think. Yuga will have some kind of announcement for how the ape coin will be used post land sale. Um, I've said, you know, I think there's a shot that there's a secondary market that's ape only. Uh, certainly not, that's not a lock, but it, it's some, an option on the table or else. They'll at least they roll that. Yeah. That seems to be the general sentiment is folks don't want that.
1: Um, there's execution risk in, building a marketplace, right? We've, it's, it's not that easy to do, especially in your own coin. Now they don't have all the sets, right? If it's just focused on Yuga assets, you know, you can really focus on, on a marketplace with features that, that really benefit those users. But, um, you know, there's not much execution risk in dropping JPEGs, right? There, now when you have to build and ship stuff, there is. So I'm still, I'm still kind of a short, medium-term trader in terms of this land. I'm not necessarily like just buying it to lock it up for the long-term. I'm looking at least uh, to take my like initial buy back, maybe free roll the rest uh, if, if, I, if I can, right? I'm assuming that I will be able to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Looking forward to it.
0: And then last question, kind of what are your thoughts on how this impacts the, the overall market? So I'm showing the, the daily candles here. We see that the big spike on April 16th, that was the Moonbird's Day. We saw how the markets were basically dead for a full week. Uh, daily liquidity numbers were around 70 million or so. We haven't had that as much for the the days leading up to Yuga until really the last two days, but we're still at 110. Um today's looking pretty low, but we don't have all the all the data here yet. Do you think we see a blow-off candle higher than what we had for Moonbirds? Half What is next? I think it'll like? be the,
1: the biggest. But I mean, it's weird because it's Saturday night at nine, mm-hmm. so it's like maybe it gets split between Saturday, and Sunday, sort of the volume depending when the sale ends. But like that Sunday, I think is going to be the biggest um, volume day in history. It almost has to be with with a hundred thousand of these super in demand plots. There's going to be a lot of turnover. You know, Moonbirds was only uh, ten thousand pieces, and they were. Uh, you know, they were over 10 ETH right away, you know, on their way to 30. This, I think, is going to be below 10 for quite a while because you still got to churn through a lot of people that are, you know, you can flip for two or three X before you get to 10 ETH. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be the biggest volume day ever. And then again, we have outside money that I believe is coming in, you know, and so then there's a lot of, I think, smaller wallets, medium wallets that are going to be getting sort of a payday from this. And typically in NFTs, if you get a payday from something, you look to reinvest that you know, or 70% of it into other NFTs. So I think it's pretty bullish for the whole space. Um, I think if you're not KYC, would now is a good buying time. If there's a set you're eyeing, because um, a lot of things dipped for people to get money for this land sale. And I think, I don't know which ones, but some of these sets are going to go on a tear next week or starting on yeah. Sunday even and, um, cause there's just this liquidity coming into the system. It's almost like the looks airdrop, right? That brought a lot of crypto money in from outside, um, NFTs and that was like good for the space for like a month of almost. So I think it's going to be something similar here.
0: Yeah. I think you're spot on. You know, we had the, the moonbirds influx, that money's in the ecosystem. Currently a lot of people have, it's, Eric Doley, haven't thrown that new products yet because of Yuga, but then it's going to be, you know, uh, no holds barred next week. And I think we could absolutely see a blow off week. So I think we covered it in good detail. Certainly we'll be reporting back and following this one closely, which very well may be the launch of the year. Another headline from this week. And one I want to at least briefly touch on is ENS mania. Uh, It kind of crept up on us from nowhere. um, But we started seeing chatter early in the week that all the three digit ENS domains. So the, Three numbers like one two three dot ETH all sold out, and then folks like D Farmer were saying, "I'll buy any of your three digit ENS for three ETH or less." Just DM me, and that floor is now set over three. And then, like the very next day, all the four digit ENS domains sold out here. Yeah, t- at 10 p.m. on the 26th, and now it's kind of functioning as a, a PFP or a, or a community. So the 10K Club opened up a discord. Anyone who's got the three or four digit ENS can get in there. Um, and th- they're already talking about some IRL meetups. Um, so I- I'm curious for your, re- your reaction to this, Brett. Is this the real deal? These good buys? Are we in an ENS bubble right now? Or what are your thoughts? I,
1: mean, I think ENS is cool. I think there's value in certain ones like 305.eth, for example, would be a great one. You see Board Apes uh, set the price at 350 300- Five ETH. That's because 305 is the Miami area code. Like that's where Board Ape is based out of. It's also a popular, uh, like a cool city. So I think that one makes a lot of sense. But like a random number, like 5486.ETH, I, I think you're just playing greater fool speculation here. Um, I don't necessarily see those. it's It feels like a very forced narrative. And I don't consider it a flex just because there's 10,000 of them. You know, I have some sets, there's only 500 of them. You know, there's only 1,000 of them. No one cares. It doesn't matter. So just because oh, there's ten thousand, big deal. The cool, the numbers that make sense, like area codes, especially for big city two one two, you know, things like that make a lot of sense. The random numbers, I think, are pretty much done.
0: <coughs> yeah, I think I'm with you there. I think a part of the buying thesis for the four digits, people were tying them back to like the punk cereals, Azuki I mean, Board eight, but. But there's also so many other ways to to do that. You'd so pump, I could, I could get you can put pump, a punk pump. and then those yeah, th- those put, numbers
1: after it. That's what people eh, do on Twitter,
0: right? So it's not like you've cemented those four digits. Um, so I'm kind of out on it. I could see five digit like the the premier zip codes. Sure, nine hundred two one zero. I'm sure that's taken already. Yeah. Um, I think what's still being slept on a little bit to me is I actually like the three letter combos for the initial use case. Yeah, um, you know, if you think a lot of people will be using ENS and the .eth in the next ten to twenty years, and this is the future, uh, I think that the initials could be a big play. And I, and expect, that makes
1: more sense than four. I'd, I'll take the three uh, three letters over four numbers long term.
0: So it, it's all interesting. I think there's also a the bear cases. You know, we're going to get multiple other .dot domains or you know prefixes to .dot eth, and you know there's going to be a much broader supply. Um, and these may not hold value, but we've seen some big sales already. So this will be an interesting market. Definitely a fun little twist on the week. Um, the last story and this kind of started last week, but has expanded the narrative this week. I want to touch on it because it's a product that I love, uh, I've been talking about it for a little bit, but the artifact and the monolith reveal. So we finally got the monolith reveal late last week. Uh, and, or it might've been two weeks ago at this point. Um, And we got three items in the box. So we got the Nike Dunk Genesis Crypto Kicks, the the Gen 1 Nike Digital Shoes. Uh, Each one came with the skin vial, and then you get Monolith 2. So essentially their next kind of secret uh, generator of some kind. Um, So I I love this drop. I actually don't think enough people are talking about the importance of Nike's first-generation digital shoe. Uh, there's only 20,000 of these. There's only ever going to be 20,000 of these. Um, the, the market is done. Okay. So it's sitting at two. It's actually down. I think, I think they came out of the gate around 3.5, eight or four. Uh, so they are down a bit, but what the interesting news from this week is they introduced this concept of evolution for the skins, the, the vials that you apply to the shoes to, to change the way they look. Um, And they've got uh, a first glimpse here of, of the demon shoes you see on the left, the demons and then what an evolution three could potentially look like uh, for these. So I think it's pretty interesting. Clearly the artifact team uh, is experimenting is innovative. And and I think one of the the power players in the space, I'm curious if you've been following this much bro? do you have much of a a take on kind of the the month reveal the shoes or anything else?
1: Yeah, I followed it a bit. Um, personally, I'm not a big wearables fan. I don't think I own one wearable. Um, I think that like the metaverse where people want to use this stuff is still far away. So mm-hmm. it doesn't interest me that much, but I do think it's cool if I were to be a, buy wearables, Nike makes a ton of sense. It's been a while, but I used to do, you go to the Nike website just in the regular world and sort of customize your shoe that you wanted, you know, they had different colors, different options that's kind of fun. You get, you, you you know, and I think the same format here where you can take that shoe, you can customize it, however, you know, upgrade it, I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. Um, they're obviously going pretty hard on the sort of metaverse where you can have your, your clone X or whatever, or, or probably whoever you want can wear these shoes. So I think it's cool. But again, I don't think that that metaverse where people want to be hanging out wearing these shoes is like anywhere close. So I'm not, um, yeah, I don't really yeah. buy wearables. I, I'm with you. there. I think that
0: is the, definitely the near-term risk. I think we've already seen that in the price action is even if you like these kicks, there's more near-term opportunities like Yugoland Land or other upcoming drops. And I think people are selling them potentially with the hopes to buy back. And it's hard for me to argue with that. Certainly like we won't be wearing these in the metaverse, you know, in, in Q2. Right? Or maybe yeah. even in 2022 at all. So I get it, but I definitely think long term these are going to be uh, a big deal here. So, two wow. ETH for the
1: Nike Genesis drop, right? Because Artifact did Clonex before Nike bottom. So, the first Nike one, yeah. I mean, hard to argue with that. If you just want to say, hey, it's Nike, I'm just going to hold it, that's fine. Um, but I think like short term, it's, it's not a place I would go for, with two ETH.
0: Yep, I'm with you. Well, let's look where the money did trade this week. So I'm going to show the Lucky Trader Project Rankings board here. Um, so Moonbirds, 21,000, eighth topped the board. Uh, a bit of a hangover week from their blow-off week the week before. Still did 600 sales. The four dipped into the 20s. It's back up to 32 uh, ahead. There's actually a Kevin Rose Spaces going on right now against the show um, where he's explaining a little bit more hints at the roadmap and what they've been working on. Um, So overall, I think an expected dip will be very curious where these go. What's interesting is this number right here, 202 are listed for sale right now out of 10,000 because of that nesting mechanic. Um, So I I think that's a big deal. And if we see any buy pressure at all, the floor can move up pretty fast. And we saw that yesterday when it went 26 to 33, just a handful of hours. Um, You know, we we touched on the mutants and the board apes. They combined for 37,000, just absurd numbers. Curious for your reactions to V Friends. So V Friends 2 came out, at 15000 ETH on the week of their reveal. Floor got to 1.2 pre-reveal is now sitting at point eight. Were you watching this one? Did you play it at all, Brett? Any reactions? No, it's
1: I just it's it's not for me. I I vaguely like saw other people mentioning it. So I was somewhat aware of the price and the supply. But I looked at the first V Friends. It, it took like a few days to mint out. And I was like, it's kind of expensive. It's minting slowly. And, and, and it turned out to be a huge home run. And then um, whatever, I just never paid much attention after that. It, it, the price of the first one got away from where I was, had any interest. And then I figured there's just so much hype or an awareness around the second one. There's not really an edge for me to trade that. So I just didn't even pay attention.
0: Very fair. And he, Gary already came out and said, don't expect a whole lot of utility in this one. If you want utility, go to the Vayner Sports Pass.
1: So I'll be interested to see
0: how those two sets kind of trade against each other, pretty similar supplies. Um, a few other narratives from this week, MeeBits. So uh, one of the founders of Board of Yacht Club hinted at some potential utility for MeeBits. Of course, the market ran with that. They ran all the way past 70. Now they're sitting back around six. Um, so that utility is probably months away. we uh, will be interesting to see how those continue to, to trade. 8-bit me i know you you were involved in these at least briefly yeah they they had a crazy night they ran all the way to 3.2 eth and then they just have been kind of crashing ever since um any reactions to that one just kind of i think it it was moonbirds
1: adjacent is what sparked that run i think kevin wrote this this some company from 2010 that was doing digital avatars i sold way before i don't even know if i made money on these um it was like i think i broke even-ish it was like uh, it was one of those things that just kind of aped in on bought like five or 10 and then was like, uh, I don't know about this. And and then they didn't go anywhere for weeks. It was low. It was like 0.02 or something. And then I think Kevin Rose did some work with them like 10 years ago and it, and it just went nuts. Um, so what I don't, I don't know. I mean, I try not to sell stuff that low. I think I was selling like 0.1 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but like 0.02, I usually just I'll just go along for the ride at that point. Um, yeah, I, I sometimes I'll regret a decision if I sell something that like, and I'm like, how did I not see that? This one, like, I'm happy with my, the yeah. decision I made, the thought process. And if, if it was this, you know, Kevin Rose worked with these guys 10 years ago. Okay, like, I'm not going to research every background of every company to know something like that. So I'm okay, with missing it.
0: We do need to research Kevin Rose's background that he has worked on or ever touched or yeah. uh, traded. Um, but the, the, the other big narrative for this week was a new project called Ragnarok meta. It dropped. It was, it was fairly a stealth launch to me. I, it wasn't really on my radar. Uh, it came out. They had an innovative mint process where you had to kind of slay a monster. It was a 0.77 mint in the pre-sale it sold out instantly. Um They had their whitelist sale yesterday, and now about eighty to ninety percent of the supply is out here. Probably eighty percent. It's holding at two point eight five four, up four x from mint. Um, People are calling it the next Azuki already. uh, Well, the art's
1: basically exactly the same, so I can see why they would say that.
0: (laughs) I think that's uh, part of the the downside risk here. Um, Part of the the game they're building a game. uh, It's an RPG. They've got a, a roadmap that kind of hits all the hot buttons. They've got token launch and all that. Um, I'm kind of with you there. I felt like the art is too similar to Azuki's. We've never really seen a derivative or something that appears to be a derivative. Do yeah. That well. This um, is like, I'll so say this, this week was
1: uh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's really impressive that they've um, held this price with uh, the land sale, like they launched at one of the worst times almost, right? A few days before the the biggest drop of the year. So I'll say that, that it's impressive they're holding this price. It's not for me, right? Like we've seen so many projects that just promised the moon. This is one of them, we're building the game. We've got the staking, like we've got literally every every checkbox that you can click. Uh, You look at the team, it's basically an anonymous team. It's like, there's no real, it's just got people on Twitter there's no real track record. Games are very difficult. Um, you know the art is essentially extremely similar to Azuki. Um, I think it, it, everyone I know that's in it is only in it because everyone else is in it. Like it's no, there's no like this game's going to be great. There's no this team is really going to execute. It's like this is hot and like I really like the price action. Um and and that can shift. So I would be careful if I would first of all, I'd be I would have already sold if I were in here. But um for me, um. If you're a momentum trader, I think this was probably a great trade. You know, you're just kind of along with the herd. If you're looking at like, hey, I want to invest in like the winning games, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot here that makes me think this game is going to do anything. Yeah, spot
0: on. I I agree with you a hundred percent. So not much else to add. I I did trade this, but I've actually exited. Uh, I was concerned about you know kind of a fall off ahead of Yuga sale. I'll say if this maintains momentum into next week though, and it has a good reveal, it, it yeah. could definitely see some incredible momentum. So we'll be watching it. Um, a few minutes left here. I'm going to skip the floors. Go ahead and check those. I think my big takeaway when I am preparing for the show is most, almost all the blue chips are up on the 30 day um, while most of the lower end board is in red. And I think that goes along with the theme that we're seeing. It's, it's consolidation into the top end projects and that's impacting the, the lowest end. And I think we're going to continue to see that trend. Um, and then just some shuffling jostling when when the great new projects come into the space um so continue to watch out for that um upcoming drops wise we've gotten our blocks it's live right now let's check in see how it's doing uh okay it looks like it appears to have been paused oh wait no it's open 357 minted here out of 800 what price are we at um let's see we go into the, the anti-cyclone by william Mappin, if we can get to the all right, I'm not seeing it. So, halfway through, imagine it will likely mint out here. Okay, we're at one ETH. Um, so, it'll probably go soon. Um, so, I'll be curious how ArtBlocks does here after a few weeks, a few week break. The, the big drop on my radar, and I don't know if this has been on yours, Brett, it's called the Phantom Network Project PXN. So, they announced they're doing their public sale May 4th, uh, whitelist on the 5th. Um, their Twitter account has 400,000 followers. I know from friends in the Project Nano Pass community, this is their slam dunk play of kind of the next uh, month or two. Um, this could very well be you know, one of the, the most hyped drops of Q2. Of course, uh, other side is, is number one here. They're launching at a great time. If this other side sale goes well, the market will be really liquid. I'm curious. Have you been following this one or have any thoughts uh, on their drop next week?
1: Yeah, I'm vaguely following. I'm, I mean, I'm following their Twitter. I know of it. It's I'm kind of like, I'm focused on the other side. Uh, essentially mm-hmm. that's, that's where my focus has been just preparing for that sale uh, because I think it's just such a slam dunk. And then I'll be looking for post sale. I said, again, I plan to like um, exit, like at least my initial investment, ideally like assuming I'm up. Um, and then um maybe I, I i don't love the like the super hype um awareness like there, well, i don't i don't know necessarily what edge there is like I'm, i don't have whitelist so mm-hmm. public sale is going to be some insane gas for if you if you say just you know just get in right away on early secondary maybe that's the best way to play it similar to ragnarok uh because you still have the people flipping but um i, I honestly haven't researched it enough like it looks cool but um like I think it's it could be a good momentum trade, but I don't know if that's where I'm going to go.
0: Yeah, and we'll have a shot to cover it on next Friday's show. At least see a, a day of the action because I think the sale will be Thursday.
1: Got. It. Um, they've got. A- I mean, I'll be watching. I might, I might hop in. I just don't know enough yet.
0: No, I think you're spot on. So clearly, the attention's there. It's all going to be price dependent. I think part of the reason Ragnarok has done so well is that it was a fairly approachable entry point, point seven seven on the net. And then if you were quick, you could have bought it for one. Low ones there in the first twenty to thirty minutes post sale. So yeah. if this comes out at a similar price point, then I could definitely see it doing well. If it's one of those where it comes out of the gate at eighty, you know, like Capes products. This like is that. see,
1: this is a lot more hype than Ragnarok. And right after Ragnarok, like I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, I'm I'm buying this at one for sure. I don't think I'm gonna have that shot. You know, I I don't think I'll three. I think on secondary, just totally guessing, but early indication. I don't even know if you can get in there. You know, so now am I going to pay? I don't really like paying over three for some brand new uh, thing. So, like, I probably pass there. But again, if it is anywhere near the Ragnarok price, I'd spin the wheel.
0: I'm with you. All right, Brett. That's all that I had on my list for today. I think we covered a lot. Anything else from your side?
1: That's it. See awesome. you next week.
0: Well, thanks for coming on to our listeners and viewers. As always, thanks for tuning in. Um, we will be back next Friday to recap how the other side sale went might have some initial reactions to the phantom drop as well. So tune in Till then stay safe out there. Good luck this weekend. Goodbye.